time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, thanks for being with us once again on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, Roadmap Financial Consulting, serving you throughout the Greensboro area with an office on Mirrors Chapel Road. You can find us online at greensbororretirement.com. Glenn, great to be with you once again today. How are you, sir? Doing well, Walter. I hope you are. Yeah, I'm back to sounding normal, which is, you know, really, really nice after having to do a couple of podcasts with you sounding like I was on my deathbed a little bit there with the... uh, Well, you know, I'm glad you're through it and, you know, it's on the other side anyway, right? Absolutely. So ready to attack uh, a great episode today on the Retirement Roadmap. And so we're going to be talking on today's show about financial bias, where we find bias in the media, especially from the financial standpoint. And, you know, I think it's first of all, Glenn, important for us to recognize that it is indeed good to keep ourselves up with what's going on in the financial world. We need to kind of be plugged into the news in some way, shape, or form, even from a financial standpoint. But it's also important to understand that the information that we get from the media isn't always completely unbiased. There are all sorts of different biases that uh, kind of enter their way into the ecosystem of talking about finances. And so we're going to talk about some of those problems that we see in the financial media, what we can do about it, and maybe what kind of lenses and filters we need to put in place as we absorb all this information that's bombarded at us each and every day from so many different places. So, Glenn, let's start things off by talking about sensationalism. That would be the first kind of bias that we see enter into the financial media world. Certainly, there's no shortage of examples there. Well, no, Walter. I mean, you're <laughs> you're absolutely right. I mean, and when you think about it, it's like, you know, we're talking about, you know, media, right? It, particularly financial media, you know, it tends to have a home, you know, on TV and radio and so forth. And to attract listeners, I mean, it's to some extent can oftentimes be a form of entertainment. I mean, if you watch some of the shows on, you know, the, the different financial networks, I mean, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, you know, and then a lot of those folks I, I would call, you know, financial entertainers. I mean, that's how they get the viewership and they have the, the you know, the sponsors and everything else. And if, if they don't make it interesting and they don't sensationalize it a little bit, you know, they, they, they sometimes worry that they might not get the viewership or the listenership. And and so it's, uh, you, you kind of t- have to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, there, there, there can well be, you know, significant truths in what they're saying, but it's, you know, maybe, you know, just kind of amped up a little bit or, you know, or embellished. It might be a good word to use. Does that make sense? It does. And then those things have real world consequences, right? It's not just an emotional impact that sensationalism has, but then you might make some financial decisions based on what isn't necessarily happening in reality. Well, that's right. And that's why you, you got to have to always take it with a grain of salt and and just kind of view it with that way and say, OK, you know, let's um, you know, let's hear what they have to say. And then let's, you know, maybe run it through some additional filters, you know, maybe some of your own common sense, possibly talking to your advisor, you know, um, compare and contrast with, you know, with other things that might be in the media there. And the big thing, too, you have to just really kind of keep in mind is, is that, you know, they may be talking about a particular, you know, investment or, or something that's going on in the economy and so forth. And, you know, depending upon where you are in life and what your plan is and or and how your plan is designed, you know, it may or may not really be as big a piece of, of your plan as it might be for somebody else. 
you know, a lot of times, you know, the, you know, the, what you see on TV and, and, and listen to on radio, you know, is often geared to, you know, you know, individual, uh, you know, plays in the, in the marketplace and, you know, chasing after returns and that kind of thing. And if you're in retirement or approaching retirement, you know, your, your plan is probably, um, should be, you know, designed a little bit more towards, you know, making sure that your money lasts and not chasing after returns and, and that kind of thing. So you have to really kind of take a look at it and say, you know, does this really apply to me? You know, it might have, you know, and, you know, when you're in your accumulation years, but if you're in preservation and distribution, you know, um, you may, you may have, you know, some differing, uh, you know, goals that, than what a lot of folks who are watching those shows might have. So you're saying you might be in the uh, in the wrong audience in in that case where it may not be even bad advice that's being given, just advice that wasn't necessarily intended for you. Well, it, yeah, it's certainly possible, Walter. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's it's out there. I mean, there's there's a lot of context that you have to put into what you know what you're listening to as well as you know you know listen with a grain <laughs> with a grain of salt too and so it's important that um you know you, you don't just you know you just don't you know follow something just based on because it sounds good or it sounds reasonable i mean you have to also put it in, like i say in the context of who you are and what are your financial goals at this point in life something i'm thinking about glenn here is like uh I don't know if I ever uh, am, am homesick and not working, you know, and I throw on the prices right. You know, the commercials I see on the prices right aren't necessarily geared to a 31 year old. You know what I mean? Like the <laughs> the uh, commercials that you might see for reverse mortgages and those kinds of things doesn't mean those things are bad products. It just means right. I'm the wrong audience for that message. So I shouldn't go out and buy a reverse mortgage because it seems like, you know, the greatest thing and, and greatest invention. And, and it'll be perfect for me, just like it made it look on on the television show. Well, you know, I mean, you, you you got it, Walter. I mean, that, that it really is. You got to look at the context. You got to look at, you know, is this who is, you know, who is this designed for? You know, is it, there's certain products, there's certain types of investments, there's certain strategies, and so you know, you have to weigh all that into, you know, what's applicable to you in your particular situation. And that's where it's, you know, it's it's really uh, helpful a lot of times to, uh, you know, have a, an advisor, you know, or you know, a planner to, you know, to help you, you know, walk through all of that and, you know, and help you make sense of you know all the things that are out there because there's as we all know I mean there's there's no lack of information there's 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 tons and tons of information you know through all the media you know whether it be you know, in print on the internet on TV or the radio or wherever the case may be but um, you know you have to you know weigh it all out and you know and see hey does this really is this true number one <laughs> and number two even if it is you know does it impact you in your particular situation and uh, you know that's you know, like you say, those are the filters that we're really looking at, and we, we've got to make sure that we're we're taking in and, and processing our in, the information that we take in properly. So we see sensationalism bias in the financial media. We see, you know, obviously the wrong audience might be a bias that slips in as well. It's not, again, an intentional misleading thing. It just might be that you're not really the intended person to hear that message. So think about that a little bit. And, of course, Glenn, we have paid advertisements. That's nothing new in the financial world, although I'll note that they're getting more and more clever at presenting things as sort of a – I don't know, you, you, something that you think the TV station is doing themselves, or maybe it's an article on uh, on your local news website or something like that that looks like it was written as a legitimate news article, only to see on the fine print below that it might have been written, sponsored, and paid for by a particular company. And we see that happening in the financial world a lot today, too. 
Well, sure, Walter. I mean, you see it happen in the financial world. You see it happen, you know, in, in a variety of things. And, you, you know, you can see it, um, you know, in, in, in the health insurance world and, you know, all kinds of different places. And um, again, it's, it's you just have to, you know, to whom are you listening and, you know, and, and what what is there and probably a second opinion about what you're looking at and, you know, and viewing and, and just really, again, you know, making sure it's, it's a, Hey, is, is this, you know, are they, are they trying to, you know, to lead me? And that, you know, that's, that's a tricky one too, because I mean, you know, there, there are things that, you know, that, that are not necessarily bad to be led to, you know, I mean, if, you know, if you're, if you're thirsty, I mean, you need water, right. And it's a good thing to have somebody that can lead you to, you know, the best water, but you just have to be aware that, you know, that there's, you have to separate yourself from the you know the pitch, so to speak. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yeah. And I'm thinking too here, uh, just something recent that happened. I thought was kind of funny that falls right under this uh, umbrella. It wasn't necessarily a financial example here, but it just is one that hit close to home. You know, my folks are down in, in Carteret County on the coast, and I was looking at a you know new site here in our area. And I saw an article that said, you know, Carteret County, um, you know, like the the place to go, or maybe it was among the best places for health professionals. And, you know, with my folks connection down there and then with my wife being in the healthcare industry, I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. So I clicked on it and I'm reading through the article and I was like, wow, this is really neat. Amazing that they chose to spotlight you know, Carteret County in this way. And wow, big things must be happening down there. And then all of a sudden I was like, man, this is really like a big advertisement for Carteret County. <laughs> and then I got to the bottom of the article and it was, yeah, sponsored and paid for and written by the Chamber of Commerce down there. So it wasn't actually a legitimate news article, but it's just kind of funny how it can catch your eye and trick you a little bit in that way. And it's not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing, right? It's just interesting to uh, to see how that information gets put in front of you. But you can see how easy it would get to be to get you know kind of steered in the wrong direction with this paid advertisement that might be placed in front of you and you don't realize perhaps the motivations that are behind it for why someone's trying to convince you that a particular product or item is the best way to go exactly yeah yeah i know i mean it's a potential issue right yeah yeah just make sure that uh, you know again you know what what the source of of you know what you're listening to and and and, and reading and and uh, and so forth and making sure that it's uh you know that it really is applicable and and that um it's the right thing and you're and you're and you're processing in the right way and looking at it through you know what's you know how can it benefit you or in in your particular situation or the people that you care about right yep last but not least an axe to grind would be another example of bias in the financial media this is glenn where you're getting information from maybe somebody that you've even trusted in the past or relied on but man they got an axe to grind so it doesn't necessarily have any factual elements behind maybe the advice that they're giving or the things that they're saying but they're going to put it out there because you know maybe just that that very raw emotion of anger is creeping in well yeah walter i mean you're right and and then when you have situations on sometimes you see tv shows that you know on the financial um you know news networks or you know sometimes radio and whatnot and they'll be interviewing you know uh you know somebody who you know, this is from a particular financial institution and they'll come out and they'll say, well, hey, we really think that everybody should be looking at this particular stock you know, or, or this particular sector or, you know, or whatever the case may be. And, you know, and, and oftentimes, you know, it ends up being, you know, a, a, somebody who you know, maybe they make a market in that particular stock, you know, and, or, you know, and, or they, they have a lot of inventory and, you know, and, and, and what they have and they're, and they're trying to get that out and sell that. 
And so you have to really be aware. It's like when you hear somebody being interviewed, you know, the, as to, you know, what and, you know, when they're talking about this particular part of the economy or this particular company or whatever the case may be, you know, know who is out there saying that. Because like you say, I mean, there, there could be a significant axe to grind. And it doesn't necessarily mean that what they're saying is untrue. It does, but it also means that, they, again, we, we kind of come back to that, uh, that idea that they, they may be embellishing it a, a little bit. And you just need to be, you know, be aware of, of to whom are you listening and whose interests do they have you know at uh, at heart i mean are they are they are they you know you know working for you or are they working for the company that they represent and you know and what's going on there and so it's just you know just again you know that grain of salt, you know, listening with a grain of salt and, you know, being being cautious, kind of, you know, stepping back from it and saying, hey, does this fit me? Is this the right thing for me to be listening to or for me to be applying? And oftentimes, you, you, you know, right away, it's like, well, you know, this this doesn't apply to me. Or there's times when it's, it feels like it's maybe shades of gray, in which case, you know, that's where you might, uh, you know, want to, you know, compare and contrast it or, or, you know, seek a second opinion or talk to your advisor about it. So do you have people, Glenn, who, uh, you know, even even current clients who might see something, you know, in the media somewhere in some way, shape or form, and then they, you know, for some reason they go, oh, maybe that's something I need or it's something I've got questions about. Do they then reach out to you and you kind of help serve as that filter for them or help point out, oh, well, this is why it's not applicable to your situation or maybe it's not media, but things they hear from friends or family might fall in that same category, I would think. Sure. No, I mean, I, that happens, you know, on a, not all the time, but it ha- it does happen. You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, not only in the media, but occasionally, you know, it's, it's, you know, they maybe, maybe they have a friend or maybe they have a, you know, they have somebody that says, hey, you know, well, my, you know, my, you know, my child, you know, my adult child, you know, is, is, you know, has been doing really well in this particular fund or this particular individual, you know, stock or something like that. And, you know, hey, you know, they say that I should probably have some of it. And, and so then we step back from it and say, okay, well, you know, how old are they? You know, and what are their objectives? You know, and oftentimes it's like they might be 30, 40 years old. And, you know, and, and so they're, they're in a different place in life. And, and so they're, they're looking to get bigger and bigger rates of return, which is, again, is not necessarily a bad thing for folks who are in retirement. Maybe for a certain portion of their money, but again, your you, your money is to be working in a different way than somebody who's you know who's much younger and has different objectives. So it's you know you, you have to you know sometimes things can sound really good and, and and so forth, but again, you just kind of have to bring it back and say, okay, you know what is your overall goals? You know what is what is your plan designed to do? And you know does this make sense? And you know and the answer sometimes might be that's like, hey, you know, well, maybe you can do a little bit of that, you know, with with a with a portion of money. You know, but um, you know, just you know, don't don't take your eyes off the prize. In other, you know, and, and and basically make sure that you that you stick to your plan because you know your your plan should be designed in a way that it's going to work no matter what the markets are doing if you're in retirement. And so that's a key piece of the puzzle to really remember. And um, you know, markets go up and markets go down, but you have to live your life and you want to make sure that your money is going to last and that your plan is going to be you know there and and you know and, and be solid you know all the way through your retirement years. Well, great points as always, Glenn, and they are important to consider and remember these different bias uh, elements that we see slip into the media, uh, not just from time to time, but uh, all the time. And we just got to be aware of those things as you're absorbing all that information. Hopefully that serves as a good reminder for all of us today. If you've got any questions for Glenn about this or about your own financial situation, you can always reach out by giving him a call at 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. 
3535. Glenn is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can also go to greensbororetirement.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page where you can schedule a time to meet with Glenn right from your smartphone or computer. Go to greensbororetirement.com for that. Glenn, thanks for the help on the show today. We'll look forward to another fun one with you next time. Fantastic, Walter. Take care now. All right, sounds great. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 